a new parsha, a new story, the story of Noach. The parsha's name is Noach. It's named after the one fellow who, thanks to him, humanity continued. And that's where the Torah starts off by telling us the descendants of Noach, because pretty much understanding Noach's story is like understanding Adam's story. Adam and Eve built civilization, and then Noach, thanks to him, civilization continues. But first, let's discuss who Noach was. Even though it was a very corrupt time, Noach was a righteous man. He remained faultless, despite the corruptive behavior of his generation. But he, he wasn't moral, strong enough morally to remain righteous on his own. Rather, in order to remain righteous, Hashem walked with God. In other words, he had to keep himself totally focused on God, otherwise he would have fallen apart. Um, So, compared to other generations, maybe he wouldn't be considered great, but compared to his generation, he was considered great, and the truth is that's greatness as well, because compared to his generation, it was very hard to stay righteous. Now, Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, and that's the father of the Middle Eastern, including the Jewish people, that's why we're called Semites, as we'll discuss in length, Cham, and Yafet, the oldest. So by the year 1536, as we spoke in last week's parasha, the world had become corrupt before God, idolatry and immorality and robbery. Hashem saw the world and it was corrupt for pretty much almost all flesh, even the animals, had perverted its way on earth by engaging in cross-species relations. So that year Hashem turns to Noah and says, I've decided to put an end for all flesh. For a few reasons. First of all, many are guilty of idolatry and immorality. And it's it, in such indiscriminate behavior leads to indiscriminate destruction. But these two mistakes, these two averot, these two transgressions alone would not have caused the end of the world. It was mainly robbery. Robbery literally destroys a society. Um, I will literally flood this earth and I'll remove the top layer of earth as deep as can be reached by a plow to express how much I want to wipe out this world the way it was and rebuild a healthier world. I want you to make yourself, in order for you to save yourself, an ark. And I want you to build it over 120 years so that when people see it, They'll ask themselves and ask you why, and hopefully they'll have 120 years to repent. Make it out of sulfur wood. Uh, Sorry, cypress wood. Um, Because the word cypress, gopher, comes from the same word sulfur, and the flood water will be full of sulfur, a fact that might encourage people to repent. You must make the ark with compartments for each type of animal and fill it inside and out with pitch because the flawed water will hit it forcefully. This is how you should make it. 300 cubits, which is 144 meters or 471 feet. It's width 24 meters or 77 feet, 50 cubits, and it's height 30 cubits or 14.4 meters or 47 feet. Now, of course, you're going to build windows and stock it with enough lamps to provide light but I also want you to make a skylight and use a luminous stone, two opinions, either a skylight or a luminous stone, for additional light. 
taper the roof so that its tip is one cubit wide so that water will run off it. Place the entrance to the ark in its side so the water won't seep in from above. You must make it with a lower deck for garbage, a second deck for animals, and a third deck for people. As for me, says Hashem, I am ready to agree with those angels who opposed creation of humanity. I am about to bring a flood of water upon the earth to destroy under the heavens all flesh that has in it a breath of life. The water will cause such madness, everything will rot, the surface of the earth the earth will remain submerged for a full year. Everything on earth will perish. But I will make a covenant with you, Noah. I promise you that the food that you bring into the ark will not rot for the entire year and that the people will not kill you when they find out that you're about to survive. You and your family must enter the ark. Men and women should live separately. I don't want you to cohabit during this time. As a world gets destroyed, you should not be cohabiting. You'll be together with your sons, and your wife will be together with your sons' wives. So too, the animals will not be allowed to mate in the ark. Of all the living beings and demons, according to uh, the Torah, and of all flesh, you must bring a minimum of two of each species into the ark, for that is the minimum you need to preserve its species. They must be, obviously, male and female. I will tell you the exact number of species later. From each species of bird, from each species of livestock, from each species of creature that crawls on the ground, two of each kind will come with you so that they can be kept alive. You will not have to trap or gather them. They will come to you. But just know, Noah, that only animals that have never crossbred will be allowed in. You are to escort them to their designated compartments. As for you, Take for yourself some of every kind of edible food. Gather it for yourself so that you'll have a new, a, enough food to eat. And over 120 years, Noah does exactly what God told him to do. And he built it alone over 120 years. And when you think about what was entailed, it's, it's quite a feat. The people, however, did not do tshuva. They didn't repent. They would ask him what he's doing. He would tell them and, and nothing happened. And he didn't try to work too hard to harass them. He kind of just was blasé about it. And they did vow, however, that if he would try to enter it, once it was finished, they would destroy the ark and kill him. Um, but as we'll see tomorrow and in the coming days, that did not take place. Now you have to ask yourself a simple question. Noach means peace. And yet this parsha is very unpeaceful. It's all about the flood. And the sages explain that although the, the flood itself was a terrible event, it brought a, a certain peace to the world. Finally, the world was able to be ready for the entrance of people like Avram, Sarah, Yitzchak, Rivka, etc. The world was so unspiritualized, unsensitive to spirituality that the world literally had to be dipped into a mikvah. And that's what the flood was according to spirit, according to mysticism. And a full layer of earth was removed. So to allow the earth to just become a little softer, to not be so coarse, not be so anti-godly. So though the event is traumatic, its outcome did bring peace to the world. And unfortunately in our lives, unfortunately, we often find the same story as well.